welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, and Interaction Media. Now, let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Coming to you live from the Interaction Media studio in Morgantown, welcome to Positively West Virginia. I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Each week, we talk with West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with people just like you in West Virginia and across the country. For those of you joining us live on Facebook, welcome and thanks for being with us. And For those listening on the podcast, we're glad you're tuning in on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. When we first started this project back in 2017, one of the things we wanted to do was to encourage our listeners with inspirational business stories from right here in the Mountain State. I get to see so many positive things happening in West Virginia business each day that a lot of people don't really get to hear about. And so our team at Interaction Media is working to change that with this podcast so that people realize you don't have to leave West Virginia to find great business opportunities. They're right here in our state. And we just want to encourage people to stay here, build great companies here in West Virginia. All of our guests are actually people who are getting that done. They do it day in and day out. And I'm convinced we can all learn from their experiences and most importantly, their stories. This week, we're going to visit with Brad Grit. He's one of the owners of the family farm, Grit's Farm in Buffalo, West Virginia. That's, of course, in Putnam County, my old stomping grounds for a couple of years. Brad, thanks for being on the show today. Hey, Jim. Thanks. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on the podcast. I've been learning a little bit about your your family farm and the agribusiness that you have down there in Putnam County, and uh, I'm, I'm glad to share that story and honored to share that story. Brad Grit is one of the owners. He's a, a family member of the Grits Farm. Since 1927, Grits Farm has been a working farm in Buffalo, West Virginia, beginning as a homestead farm with their first generation of Vito and Nally Grit. The farm has seen many different faces over the years. Through all those years, though, and all the changes, their focus has always been on providing high-quality, locally-grown products to their community. The 400 or so acres of land that they farm provides beauty and open space there in Buffalo, as well as an opportunity to provide families in the Kanawha Valley community with healthy food options. Presently, the farm uh, has their third and fourth generations working together uh, to continue that legacy that their past generations, uh, especially started with Vito and Nally Grit there, uh, so that that can be a part of their future generations to come. I invited Brad on the show today to talk about Grit's Farm, to share their story, and give our audience some valuable insight into the agriculture business Brad's leading there in Buffalo, West Virginia. Brad, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that brief intro, and give us a little behind-the-curtain look into your family farm. Yeah, Jim. I mean, I think that was a that was a great introduction. Uh, but just to, to add a little to that, you know, kind of said, you know, the farm has seen a lot of a lot of evolutions throughout the years, and mm. so we're you know, we're continuing that today. I mean, the things that even you know, I'm uh, 31. Well, we'll be 31. Sorry, this year. Um, you know, the things we were doing when I was a little kid, um, we're still doing some of them, but some of them have you know come and gone. So. You know, that's something we just we've we've always strived to do here, um, you know, through all the generations that have that have farmed here is, you know, we don't we don't sort of get get stuck in our ways and um, and just try to continue to do that thing until it dies. We we sort of, you know, look ahead and see if there's 
see if there's opportunities in in our industries that we can you know adapt the farm to to keep it to keep it thriving and lively and um, to be able to provide for our you know communities in different ways and hmm. uh, I mean just kind of like the agritourism leg of the farm I mean that was something that that kind of came to become when I was really in high school that we kind of first started dabbling in it and um, it really wasn't until after after I got out of college that that really became a big a big component of the farm so um, yeah, I mean, I think that's just the big thing is, you know, we're kind of a an ever-changing farm. Um, and I think you see that a lot in in agriculture, um, in ag business throughout the country and really the world that, um, you know, you kind of got to you got to adapt to to survive in um, mm. these modern times. No doubt. Well, Brad, you mentioned you went to college. Where did you uh, where did you go to school? Uh, so I actually went uh, up your way uh, my freshman year. I actually went to Fairmont State for yeah, a year. Sure, uh, played played football up there, and then um, after my freshman year, I transferred down to to Marshall and uh, finished up, graduated there um, in 2012. Yeah, what's uh, your deg- what's your degree in? So I actually have a degree in in finance and marketing. Wow, uh, awesome. because actually all along my uh, even through college, I mean, I worked at the farm. Um, during the summers while I was in school, but um, my aspirations were I wanted to be a, an investment banker. Um, so just kind of a backstory of myself, I I was gonna that was my you know goals and dreams. And uh, one of my buddies was was moving out to Salt Lake City um, in October of the year after I of 2012 after I'd graduated college, and hmm. he's like, "What well, do you want to move out there with me?" And I'm like, "Well, well sure." So I. I worked the farm until uh, the end of October, which is which is currently you know the end of our season, and then packed my car up and moved out there. And um, I actually worked uh, worked in a bank. Um, you know, I was like, well, I'm going to go out there and you know start this dream of being an investment banker. And mm. uh, six months of uh, six months working in a in a bank for somebody that's that's worked in you know agriculture and and out and outside their whole life. Um, definitely like changes your perspective on it. And I, and I say that I got, uh, that I got farm sick and you know, came back to the, came back to the farm in uh, April of 2013 and, you know, have been here ever since. And, yeah. and I think it was a, it was a good step for me to really, really reinvigorate myself and, you know, realize what my true, you know, dreams and passions were. So, yeah. um, you know, I'm glad awesome. I did it for sure. Well, I think that's awesome. And, and, you know, it's, it's kind of neat to be able to, to, to go out and, and chase your dream until you realize that your dream may have been your nightmare, you know? <laughs> then, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's so cool. And, you know, I want to, I want to just kind of pick your brain a little bit about, um, about, uh, Grits Farm because you mentioned agritourism, but you guys have like a pick your own kind of s- situation. I know that there's a large movement for what's known in the agriculture business as CSA or community supported agriculture. Um, you know, th- you talk about some things that you're doing now that you didn't have to do as a family farm even 50 years ago or 25 years ago. Are those some of the things you're talking about? You're just trying to um, not necessarily reinvent yourself because, you know, we all have to eat. We all want to have good quality food but are those some of the things that you're kind of talking about when you're talking yeah about i mean absolutely that? i mean I, like the, the, the csa program i mean we I started one of those here um at the farm as well and uh 20 i think 2014 was our first year doing it and that was actually an idea that um i mean i'm sure it was my farming background that got me thinking that way but when mm-hmm. i was in college i did a 
I did a business plan for a class one time and I did it on a CSA program, which got me really, you know, researching them and really interested in it. And, um, but I mean, I think that's just the, the shift of, of how people, you know, people's time that, you know, instead of, instead of having the time to go to a farmer's market and pick out all their fresh vegetables, um, mm. you know, maybe their downtime is at, you know, nine, 10 o'clock after the kids are in bed, um, that they can hop on a computer and, you know, pick out some, pick out their produce for the week. So, um, you know, that gave us an opportunity to, to get in front of a, a different, you know, customer base. And, um, and we were, and another part of it is we were growing, we, we could grow more produce than we could sell. So I was just kind of looking at an alternate, you know, outlet for some of that produce. And, um, so that was kind of where that, that part came to be. Hmm. Um, that's pretty cool. You know, I, uh, my wife and I have a, uh, like a share that we're buying, uh, from a local farm. I mean, literally it's a mile from our home now to get there you, to drive it, you know, it's probably three or four miles to get there, but, um, you know, it's awesome, you know, and you're, and you just know that it's almost like your, your produce that you're eating every day is coming from your backyard. And I think that's an awesome thing that you guys are doing. And I, I, I was just in, uh, interested to learn, uh, if that was one of those things you had to do like the change and kind of rethink your business a little bit. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's a way to, you know, like yourself to, to reconnect with, with the food you're eating. I mean, I think that's important. It's definitely important to know who it is that's growing your farm and, or who it is that's growing your food and where yeah. it's coming from. And, yeah. um, and it gives us the opportunity to, you know, really, really talk to those people on a personal level. And I mean, I personally, even do, you know, some of the CSA deliveries and, and, um, you know, some of them happen at our capital market, uh, mm. retail stand and here at the farm. And, you know, the, the people that, the people that come to get them, you know, have became members of our family really is, mm. uh, is how it is. I mean, mm. there's a great example. There's a, there's a, a mom, she's got two kids. And when the, when the first little girl was, uh, I mean, she would, when they started that, that first summer, I mean, she was basically just born and, um, you know, now she's, you know, she started kindergarten this past year. So it's, it's kind of neat to, to see them every week, and, you know, see her grow up. And, and I think it's, it's really important to that family that, you know, they come out every, every Wednesday and pick up their share and they walk around the farm and, you know, see what's going on and, um, you know, talk to the employees and pet the dogs and, That's awesome. you know, those things. and it's just a, it's a good, it's a good connection there for sure. Um, super cool that you that you just that you just don't get in Brad, you know, a grocery store setting. Yeah, so t- talk a little bit about, and that's a great point. What's your what's your thirty second pitch for Grits Farm? In other words, what is it if somebody says, "Hey, what do you guys do? You're a farm. What do you do? How do you tell? What do you uh, tell so, people? I mean, I would tell people that you know we are we are a farm, but we're we're more than a farm. I mean, we're, we want to be a you know we want to be a family member to you, and we want to be that you know that connection that that maybe you're, that you're missing, um, you know, in just a, in a stale retail setting. Um, you know, we're, we're here three seasons a year, spring, summer, and fall. So, you know, we grow flowers and we grow produce and then we, you know, do the entertainment in the, in the fall. Um, so we're, I mean, but we're, you know, it's all, the reason we do all of it is to, you know, for the betterment of our community. Yeah, I think that's really cool, and, and I and I love the the passion you have for that, Brad. What would you say is the thing that you're most excited about for Grits Farm right now? 
I mean, the thing I'm most excited, I mean, the, the one big thing I'm most excited about is, uh, I mean, just, just last week we, uh, you know, another, another new idea that we've, um, we've never done here at the farm. We're, um, getting ready to plant some, some Christmas trees, um, which, you know, is a five to seven year, uh, turnaround before we'll ever cut one. But, you know, that's a, it's a very future, future thought, um, Hmm. But it just gives us another opportunity to, you know, bring more families to the farm and um, and get them to, you know, experience it in an, in another season, and uh, you know, it will allow us to to employ people for a longer period of time than we're we're able to right now. So I mean, as a as a whole, that's that's probably the one the one big thing that I'm the most excited about. Yeah, that's super cool. And one of the things that was a phenomena of uh, the COVID shutdowns and people, you know, being locked down for months was the Christmas season, especially the sale of real live grown trees uh, exploded in America. And so I think you're, uh, you're right on on uh, top of something. I think we're going to see a real revival in that. So I'm uh, anxious to see how that goes for you. I'm sure it'll do well. What, uh, Brad, what is the uh, the geographic location, uh, the geographic market that you serve? In other words, where do your folks come from, your customers? Are they right there in the Kanawha Valley? Or talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's really the Kanawha Valley. I mean, our farm pretty much sets um, halfway in between Charleston and Huntington, um, so during the, during the spring and summer, primarily our, our, um, you know, geographic area touches those two areas, but during the, during the, the fall, during our, you know, corn maze season, I mean, we see people from as far as, you know, as North, as far as Parkersburg, um, Flatwoods, um, and then Southern West Virginia. And then we even, um, hit a little bit into, um, you know, across the river of, of Huntington into Ashland and parts of Ohio. That's super cool. Um, That's awesome. So you've become really like a destination, not only with the, you know, the, like we talk about agribusinesses is, is selling your produce, but you, you've got uh, attractions there for, for families to partake in. You mentioned the corn maze. It, it looks like I've never been to your location, but it looks like there's a lot of stuff going on there. Talk a little bit about the offerings that you have aside from the food and, uh, you know, the plants and stuff like that. Yeah, so during the, I mean, during the fall season, we have a, a pick your own pumpkin patch and two corn mazes, and then we've got, you know, slides and hay rides and um, zip lines, and um, one of our favorites that's it's fun for all ages is an apple cannon. So it's basically just like a big, big bazooka that put a <laughs> put an apple in, and it it'll shoot it about a couple hundred yards down. And we've got targets and stuff down there, and um, and then. Um, We've got like pedal trikes and uh, yeah, a bunch of and, and goats and rabbits and um, pumpkin yeah, bowling, pumpkin bowling. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, we've got some like little rubber duck races uh, with the so old-fashioned cool. water pumps that they can you know pump water and uh, race the ducks back and forth. So how awesome! Uh, yeah, we've got a lot of different like little you know little activities for for kids to do um, out on the farm. And then and then in addition to that, we um, you know in the the early fall we plant a about a five acre sunflower field so mm. we you know people can come out and uh, take photos and just walk around and you know enjoy the the sights and sounds all the bees and uh, birds and um just the, i mean the beauty of the flowers is one thing but the you know the animals that they do bring in is 
is nice as well. Absolutely. Well, oftentimes a, a farm, uh, especially like a destination you're talking about, can can be a, a pretty significant employer in a, in a community. How many employees do you guys have on a sort of an annual basis? I know it's seasonal. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, well, right. I mean, it, it is seasonal, but um, I mean, during the the spring and summer of the year, we're we're somewhere between um, twenty and twenty five employees. But during that during that fall season of the year, with that that six week period, um, we will jump up to about 75, 80 employees during that time of the year. That's awesome. And so I would imagine, uh, you know, you've had an impact on a lot of families over the years. Is it is that something that, uh, that, that you know, get, I'd like to get your thoughts on that. You know, like I'm sure that there's probably high school kids and stuff like that that come and work on the farm. And you've probably had a tremendous impact over the over the many years uh, since this this farm's been in, in you know, in existence since uh what do we say there since uh, 1927? I mean, that's pretty incredible. Give us, give us your thoughts, Brad, on, you know, impacting young people. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, even, I mean, before my time, for sure, you know, there's been, uh, you know, folks working at the farm. And then, you know, even in my time, like when we were in high school, you know, a bunch of our buddies would, would be the ones that would come out and um, help us during the, the summers picking vegetables but especially this time i mean especially now in the present day um with that that agritourism leg of the farm we you know we do employ primarily high school kids that you know a lot of them it's their first job um you know they work the weekends and um, a couple evenings a week and um it's definitely i mean it's definitely cool because um and really of those almost really almost a hundred percent of them are from you know our little our little area here of, you know, Buffalo Eleanor Red House. And, um, you know, in this area, there's not, there's not a whole lot of, a whole lot of jobs going on. And especially for kids that age, you know, there's, you know, a couple of kids can work at the pool as, a uh, as lifeguards or, you know, a couple of fast food restaurants or a gas station here or there, but there's just not a lot of, a lot of opportunity there. So, um, you know, we take a, we take a big, a big pride in being able to, to give those kids that first opportunity to work. And we try to, we try to make it, you know, we try to make it fun. I mean, that's one of our, you know, core values here. Um, I mean, our number one core value is, you know, have fun in everything you do. So, um, you know, we try to make the work fun. Um, we try to get the work done, but we do try to make it fun. And, um, but it's just a, you know, it's just an honor to be able to, to give those kids an opportunity to, to work and, um, and they take a lot of pride in it and, you know, and they learn a lot of lessons that, you know, interacting with, with the public, they, you know, they get to, to have those, have those wins of, you know, getting to play around with the kids and things while they're working. So yeah. it definitely makes for a, for a fun, fun job and uh, just a fun all around atmosphere. That's super cool. Brad, uh, how long has it been since uh, you moved back from Salt Lake and have been, you know, hundred percent into the farm? situation how long when what year was that uh so that would have been um that would have been 2013 uh, april april of 2013 is when i you know officially came back i mean even before that i mean as as long as i can remember i've been you know involved in the farm in some yeah. in some way but mm. um april of 2013 was really when i came back and i've worked you know, full time straight through everything. Yeah. So, so from, from April, from, from April, 2013 to January, 2021, 
what is the, the thing that you would say has been your best business moment, you personally? Like, what have you seen out there? You'd be like, wow, that was an awesome day. Um, I mean, I think the, I mean, if it was a, you know, a singular moment, uh, probably the, for me, probably the, the, that first day of, uh, of delivering CSAs, um, was like one of the coolest moments, um, for me. I mean, I've, I've had a, I've got to had a, had a lot of cool experiences throughout, uh-huh. you know, that, that short or long time, however mm-hmm. you want to look at it. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but I mean, that one, I mean, cause that's the one of all the things we do. I mean, that's, that's probably my favorite, my favorite part is the, is really the produce part of it. Um, of just, you know, feeding people high quality produce. And, um, so it was, it was neat to get to do that. And it's, it's cool to even looking back, you know, five, six years, um, those, I still have, you know, some of those same CSA members. And, um, but I mean, the first, you know, the first farm to table dinner was, was obviously a cool, a cool first moment for us or, or even the, I mean, even seeing the fun farm grow, um, into what it's, it's grown into in the fall, um, is a really neat experience for us. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that I could just envision that moment where you're like, Hey, this is an idea I have. We're going to, we're going to do these CSAs. We're going to do like shares of, of our weekly produce delivery and, and figure out a way I would say it was pretty pretty cool that you were able to figure out a way to 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 sell some of the stuff that you didn't think you could sell. You know, you had more produce than you can normally sell. This is a new way to to bring it to market, and maybe that uh, called upon your marketing background as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I definitely get to apply a lot of the the marketing and finance background that I have um, in everything we do. You know, it it gives you a. I mean, I definitely got a. I feel like I have a pretty strong, like entrepreneurial mindset on things, but, yeah. um, you know, it's always when you think of a new idea, then those, those cogs in your brain are, and start turning of like, well, how does this work financially? Or how does this work, you know, from a marketing perspective? And, um, and it's given us the opportunity with the, with the growth in the different areas to, you know, even bring on, um, full-time employees for yeah. things like marketing and event planning and, Um, which is, which is super cool that, you know, we're able to have, you know, full-time employees here at the farm that work year round. And, um, and, you know, that's kind of the deal with, with adding a a Christmas season for us. Um, I kind of get, I mean, I like to say I kind of get bored in the winter, so I'm like, well, let's just do something a little more. So, um, but that'll give us an opportunity to, you know, even retain more and more staff. Absolutely. Um, for years to come. Absolutely. So on the flip side of that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to share your worst business moment. I always find that there's some, there's some good things we could learn from being in the valley instead of on, on the mountaintop. Share that experience with us. I mean, I, I, mean, I think it honestly kind of comes back to that. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't call it a um, – I mean, I, I guess it was a good and a bad moment, but, you know, when I was out in Salt Lake and – really realize that that moment of like I made a mistake here and you know left you know left a left a job or a career that um I should have stuck with um you know moving moving all the way out there and um I mean I I, I wouldn't say it was a super low point I mean you know fortunately it was uh 
you know, I was, I was able to come back to the farm. Um, so, I mean, I think, you know, good and bad hmm. there that I, you know, really did make that decision and then realize, okay, that was the wrong decision. I don't really want to be an investment banker in a little box for, um, my whole life. And, um, you know, fortunately was able to learn myself from that and, hmm. and come back, and, you know, dive back into what I really want to do. So good. So good. I love that, man. I want to take a second, uh, Brad, just to mention our sponsors that we have for Positively West Virginia, and they include Insurance Centers, The State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. The support we receive from these West Virginia companies allow us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia. Our guest today is Brad Grit. He's with Grit's Farm based in Buffalo, West Virginia, in Putnam County, down serving the Kanawha Valley. Uh, it's a, a farm that's been in existence since 1927. Brad, I want to get right back into it. Uh, it sounds like you've got a lot of passion for farming and agriculture and, and seeing where you can take this, this business that's been in existence for many, many years and, and trying to figure out ways that you can uh, maximize um, offerings to the, to the public and help serve them. What's the vision that you have for Grits Farm long term? What's that look like? I mean, I think the vision long term is, you know, to to continue doing the the things we do and, you know, providing high quality produce or flowers uh, for our communities, but then continuing to build on those those experiences of, of getting people out to the farm, whether it be for a farm to table dinner or uh, to pick a pumpkin or to cut flowers or, um, you know, some sort of a workshop. Um, mm. I think there's a lot of opportunity, you know, in those things. And, um, and I think there's more opportunities to come and, you know, whether, you know, we don't do any, we don't make any, you know, alcohol in the farm, but I mean, that's kind of a trend in, um, agriculture right now with, you know, these farm breweries and wineries and distilleries and, mm -hmm. you know, maybe there's an opportunity there and, and something of that nature for us. Um, but I think this continuing to, continuing to give our community opportunities to, to support us while we're supporting them. Um, you know, I think there'll be, there'll be new things come along that, uh, will kind of fall into our lap and, um, and, you know, just being adaptable and, um, and not afraid to, not afraid to change. I mean, that's a big thing that I feel like has gotten our farm through the years. Um, you know, when my dad was a kid, they, they had a bunch of chickens and, you know, ran egg routes around the valley and, you know, present day, we actually don't have a single chicken on the farm. And, wow. You know, <laughs> yeah. That's what I asked him one day. I was like, did you ever think as a kid that you would ever buy an egg? And, and he's like, well, no. And so, you know, maybe that's the way it is for us uh, or myself. You know, I, you know, I grow, we grow flowers in the spring and you know, maybe one day, uh, you know, we won't grow a single flower. I mean, I don't foresee that, but that, you know, we're not afraid to, we're not going to hold on to something, um, until, until it brings us down. We'll, you know, we'll adapt and change and, um, and find a way to, to come up with something different. Yeah, that's excellent. How, how do you attract new customers? I mean, obviously people got to eat, they're looking for, you know, farm to table solutions oftentimes. Uh, how do you, how do you bring those new customers into your, into your business? I mean, we, we're constantly, I mean, we're, we do have a pretty good, um, you know, social media and, and website presence. Um, and then we just try to be active in the, 
active in the community of, you know, doing, um, you know, events and, um, and just getting out there any way we can, um, you know, trying to support, you know, local, local organizations and, um, and anything, anything like that, that we can, that, you know, would give us an opportunity to get in front of somebody and, um, and then, you know, just, I mean, word of mouth is a huge thing for us. And I think that, you know, if you do your current customers well, um, they'll tell their friends about, about you and that will, you know, in turn bring you, bring you more people and just, you know, trying new things, trying new events that, that may attract a, you know, a new, a new customer. I mean, our, our, our guests at a farm to table dinner are, are different than our guests at the, at the, the fun farm in the fall. So, you know, that just brings us into it. Yeah. Right. I mean, absolutely. Just being diversified into different, different offerings will, you know, bring you in different, different groups of people. Yeah. Brad, I, uh, I think about, uh, farming. It's, it's, it's tough work, right? Uh, it's, it's not for sissies. <laughs> and, and I, I, you know, I, um, I think about, uh, all the different challenges that businesses face. How, what's one of the biggest challenges you face as a, an agribusiness, uh, in West Virginia? I mean, the biggest challenge in, you know, agribusiness, all, I mean, in anywhere is, is always going to be the weather. Um, because you know, that's the, the one uncontrollable. Um, yeah. I mean, we, we are fortunate. We do have, you know, some greenhouses here that we're able to, to grow some things in, but you know, you can't, you can't make a good day out of the fall if it's, if it's raining and, and, and nasty. Mm. Um, I mean, that's, that's probably our, you know, would be our biggest challenge, um, here is, is definitely that, um, I mean, labor, labor can be challenging, but I mean, I feel like we've been pretty fortunate throughout the years of, um, of attracting, you know, good, good employees. And, um, and then, you know, with, with the, with the high school kids, we, it's almost like, uh, the, the younger ones see the older ones working here and they, uh, you know, they want to come work here. I and mean, we've had, we've had families that, the uh, you know, older brother works here for a couple of years and then the younger brother comes in and so on. And, you know, mother daughters and, and things like that. So, um, that's pretty neat to, to be able to, you know, employ generations of even families. Um, you know, that's a pretty, pretty cool thing to be able to say we do. Absolutely. So I want to, uh, I want to explore, um, your website because you talked about that uh, and you mentioned it is is that a an opportunity for, uh, for you guys in other words you have an online store where you can sell products people can sign up for uh, the gourmet CSA you have all sorts of events on there like uh, workshops on how to you know go go to the farm go to grits farm learn how to you know plant flowers and people can take that and go home with, with some skills, uh, is the website and, and that marketing aspect of it, uh, from your perspective, is that, is that one of those things that you talked about in terms of change and how do you see e-commerce kind of tying into that down the road? Yeah. I mean, that's a, yeah, it's a huge, it's a huge, um, change, um, from even like when I first started here and, um, and it's changed even in the last year. I mean, you know, this, this spring when, when COVID was, was starting to become a, become a thing, um, you know, we had greenhouses full of, of flowers and we were going, 
well, what are we going to do with all this if we can't even, you know, we weren't even sure at that time if we were even going to be able to open. And yeah, um, right. we have a booth at Capital Market in Charleston and they were delaying opening. And um, so we, you know, instead of just sitting on our hands and going, well, we'll just see what happens. We were like, well, let's just list all of our flowers online and, and, um, and put out an option for, you know, home delivery. So wow. um, the last part of March and, most in all of April and half of May, um, myself and a couple others, um, pretty much on a daily basis, were you know loading up a load of plants and taking them out and delivering them to people's houses. So, um, you know, that was a cool, a cool new thing that you know, this time last year I would have never dreamed we'd have been. <laughs> that's <laughs> it, you know that, that's that's a great point because you were able to take a situation that could have been drastic and dire and you turned it into something positive and it made me think you know I don't know your dad but you were talking about not having any chickens and you used to deliver chicken eggs to, to families now you're delivering you know flowers I mean that's that's pretty cool to be able to think think that through and be able to say okay how do we serve people how do we take what we have and, and help them right and I think that's that's uh, very industrious and, and I, I love that line of thinking I don't know about um, how it was there in Charleston but we have a pretty robust um, farmers market I'm, I'm talking to you today from Morgantown we have a great farmers market here and uh, it was it, we actually have several of them but the main one is downtown Morgantown on Saturday mornings and it was just weird this year you know, once it did finally open up with the social distancing and you had a line that sometimes would be a half an hour long to get in. And the, the one thing that I, I, that I missed was just the sense of community, you know, because everybody's masked up and it just wasn't a whole lot of fun. We got a lot of great produce and a lot, a lot of good uh, meats and, and everything. But man, it just uh, it just misses something when everybody's masked up and you can't talk to people and all that kind of stuff. So I'm hoping that, that we're, uh, we're going to get close to putting this whole thing behind us here soon. But I just wanted to share that thought with you. But uh, anyhow, uh, Brad, what's one piece of advice you would give to young business owners, entrepreneurs in West Virginia? Maybe they're, maybe they're thinking about, you know, we got this, this farm here, but I want to I leave this town. I want to leave the state. I'm going to go do something. What's one piece of advice you would give them? Uh, just to kind of get their, get their minds, uh, something to think about. I mean, I think the, I mean, one big thing I think is, you know, reach out to maybe farms or, you know, whether you're in farming or any sort of business, you know, reach out to businesses in your industry, you know, across the country and, you know, ask questions, pick their brains and, and see what, see what it is they're doing that, that maybe you could do that could, you know, take your farm that mm. is maybe not successful right now and, and turn it into something successful. I mean, wow. you know, that's where we get a lot of the ideas that we have from is, um, you know, other farms across the country. And, um, we're a member of an organization that, you know, has farms all over the U S and Canada and even some in, in Europe. And, um, you know, they're, mm. and I think, I think it's not just a, I don't think it's just in the ag business. I think it would be in really any business in any industry that, you know, people are willing to share their, their ideas and, um, and help you be successful. I think everyone wants to see everyone be successful. And, um, so that's, you know, that's the thing, that's the big thing for us is we've, um, and, you know, we're the same way with anybody, you know, new coming in, you know, reach out, talk to us. We'll, we'll tell you what we know and, and, you know, try to help you, 
um, be successful and tell you what we did wrong that maybe you shouldn't try to do because or, or tell you how we messed it up and maybe you can figure out a different way. And, um, I mean, that's, you know, I think that's what's, you know, kept me here. I mean, I've, I've been all over the country visiting farms and, um, or even just visiting cities with my wife on vacations. And it's like, we, we actually, when we closed on our house, we were actually sitting in, uh, or we woke up in Portland, Oregon. We'd been on a, a week long trip to Oregon. And it was like, you know, this is such a cool, such a cool place. Like we'd love to live here. And, you know, our realtor sends us a text one Saturday morning. She's like, Hey, they accepted your offer. And so we kind of looked at each other and said, well, we just got to bring that, that coolness back to West Virginia with us. And, I think that's the one thing that, you know, it's, it's the old saying that, you know, the grass is always greener on the other side, but, mm-hmm. uh, but it's like, why not make, you know, why not make the grass greener on this side of the fence? And I think if people had more of that mindset of let's make West Virginia cool, let's, let's bring those, those cool things from other States and places back here. Um, I mean, I think, I mean, people would be receptive to it. It's there's, there's people here that, you know, we all want those things. So if, if somebody brings them here, you know, it, you know, we'll support it and it will be successful. Yeah. Brad, what's one thing that you do every day that you think contributes to your success? Um, I mean, I think the one thing I do is, uh, is I kind of, you know, reflect on, on what we're doing and, um, and just look for, I mean, I would say probably on a daily basis, I, I look at a, I either listen to a podcast or look at another farm at what they're doing and mm. get a, you know, get a new idea and, and discern that idea down of like, could, could that help me out in, in some way? I mean, I, I read a lot and listen to a lot of podcasts and I think that, um, you know, helps me become better at what I'm doing. That's awesome. So the next logical question I got to ask you, share with us one book or even a podcast that you'd recommend for aspiring entrepreneurs in West Virginia. Uh, my personal favorite podcast is um, Entree Leadership. Yes. Uh, Dave Ramsey. Yeah, yeah Dave Ramsey. Yeah. Yeah. I say I'm a big, big Dave Ramsey fan, but uh, <laughs> I wanted that podcast and that's, uh, great. And that's, my, that's my Monday morning ritual on the way to work. Is, I love is it. Listening new episode um you know they just they just bring a lot of good information there and, and in terms of um i mean the probably the one book i would recommend is the uh the experience economy um yeah that's that's a lot of what a lot of what we do that uh that gets us that, or that's a lot of the the experience economy is sort of what drives our business so um i think that's a great book there um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll make sure uh, we have a, a link to the to the uh, Entree Leadership uh, podcast on our resources section, but I, I don't think we have uh, have that book listed. So I'll make sure we have that in our uh, references and P- uh, the resources page on positivelywv.com. If folks can buy that book right there with a click. Um, so that's awesome. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Uh, Brad, we've covered a lot in this interview in the last 40 minutes or so. Uh, is there anything else you think our listeners should know about your story or the story of Grits Farm there in Buffalo, West Virginia? Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I think it's just, a, I mean, it's a story of, you know, a family that came over from Italy in the, the early 1900s and made their way to West Virginia 
uh, you know, via coal mining, which a lot of families did, and you know planted roots here and um, has has established the established itself here. And um, you know, I think there's a lot of families in our state, a lot of businesses in our state that have you know followed a similar trajectory. And um, I just hope that there's you know more people that that are here in our state that you know instead of picking those picking up and, and moving off and um, and taking away what, you know, has really built our state into what it is today. Because, um, you know, everyone, if you ask anybody what the best thing about West Virginia is, they say it's the people. So um, I think we should really work to keep, keep more of those people here because I think we could really make a, a thriving and great state with uh, a, lot of the, a lot of the talent and, and people we have here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Brad, I think that that's a that's a great point, and and you're a shining example of what we talk about all the time. You know, you don't have to leave West Virginia to have an amazing opportunity. Start a business here, continue on with another business like your family farm. You left, but you came back as soon as you could, right? <laughs> so, oh, absolutely. I, I, I think that's I think that's awesome, and uh, I, I think it's a shining example of, uh, of exactly what we're talking about. There's, uh, I, I share the sentiment, you know, like take this, take the cool stuff, let's bring it here, let's make West Virginia great and strong. And I just want to uh, you say, you know, Brad, in closing, as we wrap up our time today, how can our listeners learn more about Grits Farm and perhaps even get in contact with you? Yeah, you can, uh, I mean, like I said, we're, we're very active on uh, Facebook and Instagram, and then our website is is just grits farm, G R I T T S farm.com. Um, and then you can, you know, contact us through that. And, um, and then, I mean, if you want, you can even list my, you know, personal cell number on here. If anyone ever wanted to reach out and, and talk, I mean, I'm always willing to, to help anybody in any way I can. Yeah, that sounds good. We'll make sure we have uh, links to that and your social media that you mentioned as well in the show notes section of the podcast. Brad, I, I just want to say it's been an honor to have you on the show today to learn about this family farm that's been going strong since 1927, all the things you're doing. Thanks for coming back to West Virginia and, uh, and being a part of our, our state here. We, I think you're one of those uh, great uh, talents that we are glad to have back in the state. So thank you for, for that. And I just want to encourage you uh, to keep up the great work, ma'am. I appreciate it, Jim, and thanks for having me on today. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. Well, folks, that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by Insurance Centers, The State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media as we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies and people doing amazing things all across the Mountain State, just like Brad Gritt of Gritt's Farm in Buffalo, West Virginia, Our hope is that we in some way equipped you and inspired you with this business story. If you or someone you know would be a great guest on the show, drop us a line on our website, PositivelyWV.com. And of course, we appreciate your comments and encouragement, reviews and all that stuff. And and we encourage you to share these stories on your social media channels as well. And be sure to check out our weekly show, 
small business masterminds from Positively West Virginia every Friday from 11 a.m. to noon, where we bring a panel of business experts from around the state each week to help small business leaders win. Positively West Virginia is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Learn more about our mission of advancing small businesses and entrepreneurship in West Virginia at PositivelyWV.com. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay positive, West Virginia, but test negative.